Welcome to SU Podcast in association with the Talbot Hotel in Carlo. Join us every week for deep dives into various topics featuring guests from all walks of life. Sit back, relax and happy listening. So you're very welcome to another SU podcast here on the ITCSU Broadcasting Network in association with the Talbot Hotel in Carlo. Hope you're keeping well and safe wherever you might be listening. And remember, you can always get in touch with us on all of our social medias. We're on the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Snapchats and the Instagrams. Uh, ITCSU is the handle. Or, of course, our fabulous uh, website, www.itcsu.ie, where all the latest content is there from SUTV right through to um, SU Podcasts. And it is worth noting that SU Podcasts is now on Spotify. So all you have to search is SU Podcasts and we're also on SoundCloud. But please go on to the Spotify because um, it's much easier to actually uh, get a hold of. We, today we are joined by three fabulous people. Now we've already had one uh, for a previous podcast, um, but uh, David Allen, lecturer in the Faculty of Engineering. But we're also delighted to be joined by um, Roshan Sheridan, um, former Vice President for Welfare and Equality in the Students' Union, um, and also now studying a Master's in, I'm going to get this wrong, Sociology. Did I get, I got that right? <laughs> Sorry. The first so, time. Proud yes. Um, and then, of course, Alex Porter, our current Vice President for Welfare and Equality. You're all very welcome, um, and thank you very much uh, for taking the time to be with us. This week, it's all about um, EDI, Equality, uh, Diversity and Inclusivity. Um, David, we spoke already um, with higher management and uh, with John Paul about the importance of this policy. Could you give us a little brief, um, I suppose, description of the policy and why it was brought in or why it was introduced into IT Carlo? So the, the, the policy is a set of guidelines on how the college uh, will deal with trans students when they come in. And not only trans students, but trans staff. Um, and it is its aim is to make the college itself uh, a more inclusive place for all our students and as I mentioned earlier it hopefully is we can sort of alleviate some of the stresses that trans students would have coming in here um, and by alleviating those stresses they can concentrate then on their learning and actually being in college for the sake of being in college. Mm. And is it uh, specifically for trans students, but is it for LGBTQI students as well? The policy, the policy, this policy is written specifically for trans students. Okay. Um, the general policy, though, we would we would reference other policies and the policies on bullying and that they would bleed over into LGBTQ students. Mm. Um, but again, it's a it's, it is a step. It is a way to make our college more inclusive to 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 everyone, mm. regardless of. As I said, regardless of their gender or non-gender, depending on maybe. And I suppose it has been a, a long process to get to where you it's, are now. I, I yeah, I, I was trying to remember, and Roisin could help me. I think it was about a year it took us, or just over a year to. Yeah, I would like, say even longer than a year. It felt like much longer actually. Like, but yeah. And and as it, we, we, it got it got very um, got very contentious <laughs> and argumentative at times. Yeah. Um, but I said I think it's, it's that being that contentious, or, or the fact that we we had to fight over it, we were mm. made sure that the wording was as good as it could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a, a policy that I'm proud to stand over, and I think it's one of the strongest policies that we have out there. And it's been true, like Tenny and shout out, and they've come back and mm. said it's an extremely strong policy. There's been you, you said there's I suppose there was a lot of discussion around the the formation of the policy. 
Alex, I know you've been involved in the policy for for the past couple of months. Why do you think there's been so many strong opinions in the in the production of it? Do you think maybe just people don't understand parts of it? People are not willing to accept it or what what is it, do you think? Yeah, I think it's probably lack of understanding. I think um, this type of policy, as far as I know, isn't very common among um, higher education institutions. So it's something completely new to some people and something that, to be honest, they don't quite understand. Um, it's kind of like they haven't lived in that area themselves. They're not trans, so they don't identify as this. Um, and that basically means that they don't really know where to come, what's offensive, what's not offensive, um, and kind of what angle to choose, basically. So I think it's literally just ignorance as opposed to anything kind of coming from bad blood. Um, but I, that's why I think it is basically just lack of understanding. Mm. But it's great to have some strong opinions. That's where it, the best policies are formed through deliberation and debate. It throws out every angle, exactly. I suppose. Yeah. Um, Roisin, you, you, starting many, 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 many years ago. Yes, uh, you're making me feel very old. Yeah, I mean, terrible. <laughs> I'm uh, old. Uh, I, I say I'm older than the collective. We're yeah. <laughs> all the ages together, yeah. Um, when you started your degree here versus yeah. to now where you're studying your master's, mm-hmm. how do you think IT, has it adapted? Or do you think, hmm, yeah, absolutely. So I suppose um, to give you and the listeners an introduction to me. So I have been in IT Carlo for the last seven years. Um, I started. Can't get my, rid of you. Can't literally can't get rid of me. Um, but they're not trying to get rid of me. Thankfully, I'm very grateful to be here. So hopefully everyone's grateful to still have me. Um, but I did my undergrad degree in social care. So um, I, I suppose the reason why it took me so long is because I t- actually took time out as well and came back to education then to complete my degree. But um, during my time studying social care, I think I started to feel, um, I suppose, um, I want to learn more and um, definitely people in my class were kind of coming to me for information on um, LGBT stuff, basically. And I was involved in the LGBT society here in IT Carlo and um, we've done a lot of amazing things over the years. And um, it definitely feels like now in my master's and after working in the students union that I think the college is catching up to, I suppose, where the society and the students were, Mm. um, which is brilliant. And I'm so grateful for the college to be taking something so important on board. And um, yeah, so some of the discussions were, I suppose, um, I wouldn't as far as and go and say that they were heated, but there was definitely sometimes a lack of um, understanding and a lack of information. And I think that as what Alex said, it comes from a place. I think most of the time it comes from a place of not understanding and not knowing the information. Um, so it's great to, to see the need for more training opportunities within the institute for students and staff. So, yeah, I think we're definitely catching up. I think there's a lot of things that we still need to do. I think just because um, our wonderful policy is going to be released, I don't I don't think the work stops there. And I think um, if there's anything that comes out of today, I think it's important to know that there's a lot of work to, to keep going. So, um, yeah. And do you think that that drive to, to get the equality um, for the LGBTQI community led you to go into the role of the Vice President for Welfare and Equality in the oh, Students' Union? absolutely. Um, I think um, because I'm a member of the LGBT community myself, um, I think a lot of welfare and equality officers actually are from the community, which is very helpful in terms of getting other people and staff and students to understand what life was like for us in general, but also in education. Um, and... Yeah. Mm. And would you agree the same? Did that drive you to go for the role this year? 
Absolutely. I think um, it's something that, like when you don't understand something, that's kind of where things change. So coming into the college and seeing that like, this is kind of the place where you kind of form your identity um, and everything kind of happens in college. So they always say it's like an area of expertise exploration for students and stuff and um, to find out like who they are and what their kind of sexual orientation is or anything like that and um, so for me I kind of finally got to a place where I knew who I was but nobody else could understand it so I was like whoa 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 this needs to change <laughs> like I want you to understand me um, and other people who feel un- misunderstood basically um, so getting involved within the LGBT plus society was just one of the best things I've done um, as Roisin said we've done some fantastic work um, over the years and even just providing that kind of safe space or space where people feel accepted um, it's just it's a great thing to see it mm. really is Dave do you think it it is um, a, a generation thing with pe- certain people that that's the issue behind acceptance of trans it's people. De- it's definitely a generation thing. I grew up in a time, as I said, when being gay was not accepted in Ireland. Mm. It was illegal. It was illegal. For most of my life, it was, it was completely Until the year illegal. I was born, I have to say. Was I it? just came out of the womb in 1993 <laughs> and it was like, it's legal now. I, I hate it when someone goes, I was born in 1993. <laughs> I'm and sorry I'm now, Dave. It makes me like, feel very old. <laughs> yeah, very old. I was 27 then. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, it was a different time. It's a, it's a different time. And I think now, I think uh, we've... Looking out, I think we started to grow up and I look at my children and they're very accepting of the gay community and their friends are very accepting of the gay community. And among them, there's no stigma with being gay. But the trans community is a different issue. And I think that is something that we still haven't, as a society, we haven't got to grips on yet. And we, we still, within, I think, both the gay community and the, the straight community there is still a, a massive uh, lack of understanding of gender issues and and, and the struggles that someone who who is but, trans and wh- but why, why do you think that is i mean there's so many um famous trans people out there whether it be um Gigi gorgeous or um what's the one and the um orange is the new black yeah. Laverne Cox. I mean, there's fanta- fantastic representation, but why is there was, still those was, was, was gay film stars that we knew were gay out there a long time before, a long time ago? But um, I know, if you can, like from my era, on film or on TV, that's not real. That's yeah. That's that's out there. Or you might go, well, look, that's in America, or that's in England. They do those type of mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's different when we have to come face to face and you have to bring it in face to face and you're suddenly looking at it and staring at it and you have to talk to someone who's trans or who's gay and who's gone through some horrific or uh, some ho- no, horrible situations. Mm. Um, but I, I think I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we're, we're changing. Mm. Now again, I'm actually, I'm sitting here looking at a middle-aged cis male coming out <laughs> and saying this Um and I, and I fully understand that. But I, I'm, I'm hopeful that it's it's beginning to change. And it's the guys like it's Roisin and Alex are, are pushing that change again. Mm. It can't come from me or mm. it can't come from senior management. And maybe not even from John Paul. He's, I know, like, for me, he's probably young. For you guys, he's probably old. Um, <laughs> We're not going to agree or disagree. <laughs> he may come from us. But it has to come from, it has to come from, from yeah. these guys. and has to be pushed up. And these guys are the ones who have to, to, to challenge the mm. status quo. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's... Third level education is where a lot of 
I don't want to say social revolution, but social consciousness comes from. Mm. And it's the students who have to go, no, we're sick of living like this. It needs to change. Yeah. You said when you eventually found yourself, was your family accepting of it, Alex? I think, um, I, I feel like I keep saying this, but kind of a lack of understanding for probably the first year. It was almost as if it wasn't really believable until I stuck with it. I was like, I've been this <laughs> are, way are you since sure? I was Are you baby. sure now? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? That's only a phase. That's a phase. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. It's honestly the worst thing you can say to someone who has actually confided in you um, to do with their sexuality. At his own or their phase, preferred yeah. gender or preferred sex. Um, it's the worst thing you can say. <laughs> it's, yeah. Sure, it's just a phase. They've clearly thought about it long and hard. I'm mm-hmm. um, clearly grown up with these feelings and they wouldn't be coming out and saying this if it was just a phase. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, people people's sexualities can be fluid um, and they can change throughout their lifetimes. Uh, but in this case, um, I think my mom, why she was very ex- accepting. I always got the kind of, um, if you're gay, it's OK. That was a slogan in our household, which is fantastic to have. I love it. Um, but because um, obviously bisexuality isn't something that people really know about, um, mm-hmm. She kind of just was like, what is going on? Like, that's grand, but what is it? <laughs> I, yeah. like, I don't know how to explain. Uh, but I think that's kind of, that can kind of be um, the same in a lot of the community. Like, we really struggle to kind of push the way we're feeling um, and the way we want to identify into words. It's very hard to kind of label yourself because you might want to change that label. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, it feels like if you define yourself as something, you have to define yourself mm-hmm. as that forever. And yeah. things can change. So yeah. it's definitely not true. And how did you find as well, was it... Was your family accepting of it? Yeah, um, my family were, but I actually want to go back to a point. I think I think both Alex and Dave have made very useful points there. I think, Dave, when you're talking about, I suppose, the students like Alex and myself, you know, um, being the ones to push change, I think it's very important to note the fact that actually in this discussion, we're not hearing a trans voice or a non-binary voice today. Um, and although we, we're great allies, I think we always have to, you know, listen to the source of the information and... Um, I think to go back to your your question, Michael, um, you know, why do people struggle with um, the, you know, the trans topic? And I think it's a spread of misinformation. I think it's a a lack of education. And I also think it's a spread of wrong information um, by people who aren't uh, trans or non-binary or the people that are affected. Um, So I just wanted to to make that very clear. And also um, on the topic of bisexuality, I think... um, you know, there, there is that conception of it's just a phase. But I think it's very important actually to re- reiterate what Alex is saying and um, that no matter what your identity, your gender identity or your expression um, or your sexuality is or your sexual orientation is, I think it's very important to note that they can change and that you don't have to understand someone's experience um, in order to respect it. And I think that's very important. Um, I think we live in a generation that's very... Um, PC, I suppose, and people get offended by how sensitive the younger generation seem to be. But I actually I would argue that we're not oversensitive, that we're actually standing up for the people that um, have been continuously silenced for a long time. And um, I think we need we're in 2020. And I know, although today we're talking about gender and gender identity and expression. um, But yet we're being, um, I suppose, met with, um, you know, bisexuality and how that still isn't being understood in 2020. And that's very important and something that um, in our policy that I hope, um, you know, harassment of any kind or not understanding someone's um, experience um, and just because it's different to yours isn't something that should be um, 
you know, not understood as being validated. So um, I would just hope any students that identify as bisexual or pansexual or who are intersex or trans or non-binary or gender fluid, I hope that the message is very clear from today that you're accepted in IT Carlo and um, that there is change happening and it's a great start and having a policy is a great start, but it's conversations like these that have to happen. I think it has to happen, not just only in this podcast, but I think it needs to happen in classes and in training and with staff. And um, yeah, I hope from today that we don't take a stand and that we open up the conversation and that we we educate people and educate them as to why um, saying to someone, you know, being bisexual is greedy or being bisexual is a, fa- is a phase. Um, isn't correct and actually it's a form of bullying and harassment so um, I know that's went down a very serious uh, trail of thought there but I think it's very important to address that it's not something as Alex said that hasn't been thought out about or isn't um, valid because actually the research shows that um, people understand their identity from the age of 12 so what happens a lot of the time is older people adults um, parents people in college lecturers whoever will say, oh, but those people are too young to understand themselves. But actually, the research shows time and time again that um, you the, the average age is 12 to understand. Um, and actually, it can be much younger. So within that particular study, it was actually between four and 12 that people started to really um, understand their identity and start to explore their identity. And it's around the age of 16 that people start to tell the first person um, how they feel or how, do I, how they identify. So I think in higher education, this is something that's very important. If if a large cohort of our students are, you know, between the ages of 17 and 25 that come in. And um, so I think that is a very clear reason why this policy is so important, because um, this is the place that should be safe. And to go back to the point about the LGBT society, I think um, the LGBT society is brilliant. And um, I've been a member and a committee member and for many years. Um, but I think if we can get anything out there, it's that you don't have to identify as LGBT, LGBTQ plus to be in the society. You can be an ally and all allies are welcome. Um, but also that that shouldn't be the only safe space, that it shouldn't be a safe space for students only in that room on a meeting on a Tuesday evening. Um, that everywhere in the college should be a safe space and um, how everyone has a responsibility to play in making it a safe space. Mm. So. so just to, just to follow up from that. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, we actually do it. We've, like, we've got three people, four people, including yourself, sitting around here. And as, as Roshan said, there's no trans voice. So what I'd like to see from this policy going forward is that in, in a year's time or two years time, we do have a college where someone who is trans feels comfortable and safe enough to sit here and be able to talk mm. and not feel that they're going to get oppressed or someone's going to ask them or, or, or look down on them or something. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, um, we will talk more about the policy um, after a very quick break just to give some of our sponsors a mention. Thank you. My name is Emma and I'm Sales and Marketing Manager for the Talbot Hotel in Carlow. We are delighted to announce that we have partnered with IT Carlow Student Union this year to offer students a rate of €45 for a one-room night or €85 for two-room nights. The deal is available to all students needing accommodation over the academic year 2020-2021. It is valid with a student ID card and then to book it you simply phone 059-91-53000 or email us on reservations at talbothotelcarlow.ie. 
Hello everyone, Sean Swan, Swan's Electrical Expert Carlo here. As Carlo's largest electrical store, we're delighted to be associated with IT Carlo Students Union. We stock the full range of Apple products including phones, plus a range of Samsung tablets, watches and phones. Not to forget all your Fitbit and tracking devices, JBL speakers and headphones, laptops, PCs, gaming products and monitors at really good prices. Televisions have to be seen to be believed. So for all your electrical requirements, call to Swan's Electrical Superstore Strawhall Carlo and we look forward to seeing you. We asked Carlo IT students where is the best place to have the crack after college. Here's what they have to say. Oh, we love going down to Toys because the student deals are amazing. Well, honestly, I spend 90% of my time in Toys. Yeah, man, I mean, Toys is really the spot. Me and my boys always go there after school. Well, there you have it. Get on down to Toys Tulla Street, Carlo. Why not come down and try our great student meal deals? Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Toys, Carlo's number one spot for students. Apache Pizza Carlo is delighted to be in association with IT Carlo's Students' Union. We are open from 1 to 11, 7 days a week. Call in or have us deliver. Make your online classes that bit easier with our student deal. A delicious 9-inch pizza, chips and a drink from only $4.99. You can find us in the heart of Carlo Town, straight across from the fountain. You can also order from us from on our app or website, www.apache.ie. Apache Pizza, happy days! Carlo Cabs are excited to announce Carlo's very own taxi app. Just three taps and we're there. There's no journey too short or too long for Carlo's largest and most reliable cab service. You can find us by looking for the T on the back, calling 059-9140000 or by downloading our app from the App Store. We guarantee a service that's fast, safe and reliable 24-7. Carlo Cabs, we're ready when you are. So you're very welcome back um, and a huge thank you to our sponsors and we ask you to support those who support us, especially during this um, very difficult time for businesses. As I said at the start of the podcast, we are joined by Roisin Sheridan, uh, former Vice President for Welfare and Equality in the Students' Union and studying uh, a Master's here in the IT in Psychology. So, 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 no. Sociology. Sociology. Very close. Very I, was, close. I was close. Okay. Technology. Yeah. Alex, uh, it's better that I didn't even pronounce your name right in the first oh, no. Alex Porter, current Vice President for Welfare and Equality, right. and David Allen, lecturer in the Faculty of Engineering. Guys, you're very welcome, um, and thanks a million for thanks being with us. Now, we were discussing about the um, EDI policy, which is being released this week, um, and we're, we're delighted um, that it is, and delighted to be involved in it, both as a student's union, um, but individuals as well. Um, some of the key points in the document um, between Alex and Dave, because I know you've been uh, busy working on it over the over the last couple of months. What would be the key points in it? I think just from kind of someone who's um, looking out from outside of it. Um, obviously, I wasn't there for a lot of the key work, um, which was done fantastically by Dave here and Roisin. Um, and looking kind of from the outside on the work that's done, there's just some things that really stick out to me. Um, like it, I think like respect is something that is constantly um talked about throughout the document so even like people if they choose to be out in any way um that they're treated with respect somebody's pronouns are treated with respect their privacy treated with respect everything is basically just coming from a place of respect as Roshin has previously said um it may not be your experience it's somebody else's but even if you don't understand it as long as you can respect it um i think that was really important to me it felt like it really kind of hit home 
Um, and also I thought was really great um, was the support and resources um, section. Just because there's definitely people that are going to read this, um, whatever way they kind of identify, and they're gonna think that that's fantastic. That there is places that they can feel there can be exactly who they want to be um, and they don't have to explain themselves to anybody and I just think um, obviously shameless plug of our LGBT plus society <laughs> um, I like to say that we're very inclusive um, and we have a lot of fun together um, but as um, Roshin I think had talked about earlier it'd be great to kind of have these safe spaces all over campus um, for trans students specifically um, so it is also great I noted in the um, policy that we have the bathrooms the gender neutral bathrooms and um, so just being able to have that space is just again an element of respect so I think that's fantastic I, just, I think it's I mean amazing policy it really is and I think it's worth noting as well you were saying or Roshi mentioned earlier the LGBT um, society doesn't just have to have people from the LGBT community you know mm. it, 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 allies allies are the most important part of an LGBT society because um, they're the ones that in a situation maybe where um, they are the most you know overpresented group of people that they can speak for others that they're friends with and they can say well actually that information is wrong or you know they can advocate for their friends that are LGBT plus and um, I think that's really important um, because I think I think the common misconception is that it's a society only if only for those that identify within that acronym. And that's that's not true. It's for everyone. And I would encourage anyone who's listening who wants to learn more um, about anything, you know, LGBT or queer related to get involved in the society um, because you really make friends for life. And yeah. when I joined the this, this society in 2012, I'm still friends with um, the president at the time and um we we had a really great time so i think it's important um, and something that the lgbt society do and the students union what they do is um pink training every year so i think it's very important for people to understand um what pink training is that it's um a place that it's a thing that happens once a year mm. and um delegates from all over the country and lots of different colleges around ireland meet um for a weekend away and there's workshops and I think that's something that the Institute they've always supported um, they've always supported us in the society with ping training and I think it's something that needs you know to be out there as well and to help students to understand that you don't have to be you don't you also don't have to be a member um, to go to ping training you can also go to learn and I think that's a really important resource um, I think that we take for granted sometimes we being do. in the society because it's something that happens so regularly for us but it's something um, that we need to spread the word mm. on so I'm, I'm glad that is we this, this. Uh, or is, is ping training going on this year I know the pandemic um, is um, yeah, unfortunately, it has taken an online turn, as many has, um, many have, I can't even speak. Um, so it's now a virtual event, um, which I still encourage people to go. It's so fantastic. Mm. I think if you speak to anybody who's gone to um, Pink Training over the years, they've learned a huge amount in such a small amount of time. Mm. And I think um, every single time you go as well, it means something different. So I also encourage people who've been before to keep going. I think this year, that's kind of one of my goals is to go to the seminars that aren't specifically related to me. Um, so that might be seminars on trans students and understanding them better. It might be on intersex students um, and just any ways I can help um, further on the groups that I'm not part of. And that's mm. absolutely fine. Mm. Um, so it's great. We have so many different um, stuff on. Usually it's a bit of social networking as well, um, which have a couple of drinks in the evening, of course, as you can imagine. Um, 
And that element is just great in itself. Um, it's a place where people compl- com- can completely be themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of students come in drag, um, lip sync, loads of fun stuff, as well as a really educational weekend. Um, and it's, it's a place where you completely can be yourself. So mm-hmm. I really do encourage people to go. Yes. Now, as we already said, how old you are, Roisin, you've been here <laughs> so for hundreds old. of years oh in the gosh. college. You started off um, with your degree, but now you're doing a yeah. master's in a topic related to what we're talking about today. Yeah, so um, so I'm looking at uh, exploring the lived narratives of young transgender people in Ireland. Um, so I'm in year two of it now, so it's kind of crunch time. Um, but I, I suppose what led me on to studying such a topic was the fact um, that while I was an undergrad student, I had people in my class kind of asking me, um, you know, what the T meant in LGBT or the Q or the I and, um, I also had friends, I suppose, that I grew up with that are now teachers or that are working in schools or various other um, kind of jobs and careers. And they'd contact me and kind of say, like, I don't know how to refer to someone or I'm working with a trans young person and um, I don't know what to do um, and things like that. And I suppose that made me realize that there was a kind of a niche and a gap in an area that I was interested in. Um, so that's what I'm doing now. And I think. Um, I'm absolutely so privileged to be still a student at IT Carlo. I think we've tried to get rid of a can't, no matter <laughs> what we do. Everyone's trying to get rid of me at this stage. Go on but to the I'm PhD so and do another five years. <laughs> oh, stop! Absolutely not. We, I have to just get through this first day. Um, but no, I'm so grateful for um, being encouraged, you know, by my lecturers <clears> of my undergrad here <throat> in IT Carlo to to stay and to continue um, researching in an area. I think that is. Um, such, um, I suppose, a debated topic um, at the moment. And um, I'm, I'm just so grateful for IT Carlo to, to have, you know, be, to be working and to be releasing um, a policy that I was so lucky to have worked on. Um, and Dave, I'm so I'm so grateful to have met you and to have worked on that with you. I'm so excited. I, I, I used for to teach Roshi in maths on a Friday yeah. afternoon. <laughs> fun, <laughs> fun fact. So I actually failed maths in my leaving cert. I know, very sad. Um, and I, and <laughs> I disclosed this today. Myself and Dave actually met uh, ages ago, Dave. Now it was when I was, I think it was Yeah, that's before, right. Make them feel old. Yeah. yeah I think it really was old. before I worked in the SU. I think I we had, we'd attended some sort of um, workshop in Carlo, LGBTI related, because obviously Probably, we yeah. were passionate about this long before we were working on on the policy, I suppose. And um, we met and um, we started working together. But um, Dave actually started teaching me maths, so he'd email me a little maths sum, and then uh, I would try. <laughs> I never got them right. Like, and, and I have to admit, I like I have to admit it was junior cert higher level, and I still couldn't do them. So maybe someday, Dave, if I do go back yeah. to do the exam, I'll contact you and you can be I, my I tutor. I came in one time to her office and, and Roshan goes, is that the correct answer? And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, I ran my friend who's a pirate. She, <laughs> yeah. she did it for I me. absolutely <laughs> ran smartest person that I knew that I knew could answer this question. And it was only junior cert maths. And uh, yeah, that's that's a fun fact about mm-hmm. how me and Dave kind of got to know each other. But we worked on serious stuff and uh, non-serious stuff. Together. And do you think that this will lead into a career down the road of maybe? Um, hopefully. I mean, my undergrad is in social care, so I um I'd love to work with maybe young people um, in the area. Uh, I don't know. I suppose I'm just grateful to have made so many connections and networks um, throughout my years here in the college. And uh, I don't know where I'm going to end up. As Dave said, and as Dave joked, I could end up doing a PhD eventually. I don't know. I, I'll get through my master's first. Thanks. So very when much. is the mas- master's finished? So I'm finishing this year. So, okay. um, yeah, 2021. 
so uh yeah it's very exciting i don't know what i'll end up doing but i think um yeah i oh, jesus i don't know sure if you'd asked me 10 years ago if i'd even get <laughs> to do a degree i wouldn't have do you know I, as yeah. i said i failed maths and um I was very lucky to come to IT Carlo then and now I'm just like part of, of the furniture, furniture. now. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I loved part of the furniture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you as well, uh, Alex, went down the road of, of law um, and then you went into the wonderful uh, place that is the Students' Union. Very unique place. We're all uh, mad as, as uh, I don't know anything else. But do you think you want to stay in that road? Do you want to go to law road? Do you want to go to something representation wise? Honestly, I'm not sure. I mean, it's so hard to tell. Like when you're kind of passionate um, about equality in any kind of form, obviously law is, is quite an obvious choice, but you do, I think people forget that there's like the law of like somebody falling over your hose or something silly like that. Like you literally can can go to court and that's your job. Um, so I think I probably want to specialize a little bit further before I kind of decide my whole career. Um, probably human rights law. That's what I can kind of see myself in or some kind of community work. Mm. I just, I love giving back to people as cheesy as it sounds. That's what I get my kicks out of. Like when I feel like I've helped someone or somebody is feeling a little bit better because I talked to them about something, that just makes my day um, and weirdly makes me happy. So I think it'll probably be something either like pro bono work, work with minority groups or human rights law, yeah. I'd say something like that. We're, we're talking about jobs and I suppose which links into staff. I'm curious to see how have the staff of IT Carlo taken the, the, the policy? Have they worked with you? Has there been a bit of, mm, don't know? It, no, there's there's been a bit of fear, I think, more yeah, than I anything agree. else, yeah. and it's it, it's a, a fear of the unknown, mm. um, because again, I mean, it, it, trans issues is not something we've really talked about mm-hmm. um, as a, as a society in the whole, so it's more that pushback. It's I, I don't know what to do, or and anyone anyone I've talked to. Uh, around the campus, so I've been mean, faculty of engineering and any other faculties, mm. there is, uh, you know, I don't want to offend someone. So yeah. I, like someone would ask me to go, LGBTQ, what is Q? So what's the queer community? You can't say queer. Yeah. That's a bad word. <laughs> I get that a lot. And I'm going, yeah. no, it's... Reclaimed. It's reclaimed. reclaimed. Um, and then I have, a, I have a very good friend, uh, Hayley Fox Roberts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, do you know you Yeah. Know yeah. yeah. So... Uh, She's a dyke. She proudly identifies as a dyke, she, which people get yeah. very anxious about when they hear that. But then she explains just like queer, it's been reclaimed yeah. and exactly what Dave is saying. But it's coming back from a, a time when, when I was younger mm. when queer mm. and dyke were just purely yeah. derogatory terms. Mm. But they've been claimed yeah. back. So it is it is more of a of a, of a fear-based thing. And what, what I'd love to do now is the pink training you guys do with the SU mm. or with, with the students do it with the staff. Yeah, I'd yeah. have to get that or into, something the, similar, into yeah. the staff. Mm-hmm. Or um, what I want to try and do is there's a it's a shout out to the Trans 101. I was meant to go on to it this year and they, the training for it and it got cancelled because of COVID. Oh, COVID. Yes. But uh, I, my plan would be to do, get that done but bring it into our staff induction so that mm. all new staff would get That's it automatically mm-hmm. and then start trying to push it through okay. our staff. So to get, and it's just a way of getting away from this fear of, mm-hmm. of, of offending someone and yeah. to have a bit of knowledge. 
I think um, what I found really interesting in the policy and very effective is the checklist. I feel like that's such a great resource for anyone, whether that's students, staff um, alike, who have obviously encountered somebody who um, doesn't identify with their original sex, if I'm saying that right. Um, like, I just think it's so important. It seems quite simplistic. Like, here's a checklist. Here's what you're supposed to do. But actually, that's crucial because um, how else are we going to learn and how else are we actually going to know kind of what to do um, in those scenarios? When you guess is when you, you might offend someone. So mm. I think getting educated um, and having resources like this available are just so invaluable. So I'd yeah. love to see everyone having all staff having their pronouns on their yeah, yeah. just a simple thing even having the discussion about them do yeah, you know like, I, mean, yeah. I, 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 cause I've, I people say to me and like, I've got my pronouns on and I go well maybe 90% of people won't even see it mm. in 10% that see it maybe 9 out of 10 of them will just go oh that's unusual yeah but then there'll be that one person who will see it and go okay there's someone who at least knows yeah, yeah. what trans yeah. issues are and Curiosity. We're now is, we're in the present, right? The policy being released. What's the plan for the future? So it's all well and good putting it on paper and putting the hours into the writing. But what's the plan now for the next couple of months after this policy has been released? The policy is going to be launched hopefully next week. And with a series of podcasts, I'm going to, do, going to do a video. What we would hope then is to start rolling it out to all our staff, uh, letting them know it's there. We want to, I want to try and do... And, you know, it's a bit awkward, the COVID thing, to have, have a Trans Awareness Day mm. within the college, within, we've also talked to Clare Power and Wexford and Wicklow to get it rolled out there as well. But to have an Awareness Day and start upping the awareness among mm. not only our staff, but our students of trans issues. Mm-hmm. And make them aware that you know, statistically there is trans staff and there is trans students. You might know them, but they are here. And, yeah, and they've always been here. They've that's always the been, most yeah. important part, mm. I think, yeah. If someone wants to get in contact with the welfare office in the Students' Union, what's the best way? Because always the, the, the line is there, the email's there. Of if there's course. any issue at all. I think the quickest way, I always say phone me, but <laughs> it's just not the quickest way. No, we I can't can even in, get through to her on the phone. <laughs> See, I can be in podcasts, I can be yeah. in meetings, I can be in Zooms, as everyone knows. Um, so I think probably my email, so it's suwelfareitcarlo.ie with literally anything, whether that's like a rant, um, whether it's, look, I'm really stuck on this. Um, how do I kind of refer to a student correctly? I'm probably going to send you on straight to the policy itself yeah. <laughs> when it's actually released. Um, but any issues when you're stuck and you're feeling unsure, um, the welfare office is always there to help. So Brilliant. that sounded a bit superheroish. I mean, if, if, if anyone's listening here and it's just triggering anything, just go talk to someone. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. you just don't want to be, yeah. you're not alone. Yeah. You don't yeah. feel you're alone. There, there are, there's either Alex or, there's, there, you can go, come and talk to, to Rosie or yeah, there's the LGBT helpline as well yeah, so it's yeah. just a specific um, helpline for LGBT related issues um, I think um, you know as Alex said it's you know you can't um, you know there is people here that you can talk to and college is a time to explore and um, gender diversity I think is, is a great thing that we are starting to see it, uh, you know more visual um representation and um as dave said putting pronouns on on um on your email i think is very important um for that visual representation because 
um, pronouns they're often the, the very s- smallest part of a word but sometimes the most important part to, p- to people who they um, directly um, affect and impact so um, that's another way to directly support um, you know gender diversity and gender diverse students and each other um, and I would just want to give a plug I suppose to training like um, if you're if you're listening to this and you don't know enough um, maybe it's something that you know a podcast could do or there you know there could be more information days as dave said you know trans awareness um but also intersex awareness and non-binary and gender fluid awareness um you know these are terms that you can just google now and you know as long as it's from a reliable source like the tenny website so the transgender equality network ireland website the belong to website um shout out website they do workshops and um, training all around ireland for secondary school students um, and they also do corporate training um, and for teachers and staff. So these are areas um, that you can just Google and find resources. And Tenny have a huge resource page for um, specifically resources within your area. So all over the country in Ireland. So you don't have to rely on on a resource that um, you think might not understand you or might not be able to support you because they are there. So it is about going to the right people and hopefully eventually all of those resources will be trained and equipped to deal with all gender diverse issues. But we're not quite there yet, but we're, we're getting there. But um, it's all about spreading, spreading those helplines and making sure you know who to call. And there is help out there. And there's a list on our website as well, itcsu.ie forward slash welfare or something similar. Um, <laughs> uh, I we have so many things to remember, <laughs> website things. Um, but yeah, the, the, the list are there. Or of course, um, if you want to get in touch, suwelfare at itcarlo.ie. Or of course, there is other help in the college um, and nationally, for example, Tenny um, and uh, the student services department here. I couldn't recommend them enough, especially um, the counselling services here, um, which I might add are free for all students. So avail of the stuff that's there. Um, But unfortunately, that's all we have time for. Um, We have run out of time. A huge thank you uh, to everyone who uh, took the time out because I know you're all busy. Best wishes with the uh, masters. Thank Hope you. it all goes well. See you for the. Thank um, you very doctors. much, and I want to thank the SU for getting involved in this. And I, I would encourage everyone in the SU and everyone involved in the SU to know that um, they do have an important role within um, supporting all students. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see all the change that you do and in your roles. I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of you, Alex, as well. Thank you. Um, so I'm very glad to be here today. And um, thanks again, Dave, for everything that you've done for this policy and for the maths classes. <laughs> and the maths classes that I still can't do but no in all seriousness you've done a great job and um, you know it was met sometimes with um, you know um, contentious contentious sometimes um, you know different opinions uh, but you know you continued pushing it you you pushed it for the right reasons and uh, students will be directly and staff will be absolutely impacted in the best way and hopefully this can be reviewed each year and i'm very happy to have been involved so thank you well look again thank you best wishes we will see you for the doctorate hopefully in a year's time oh. um, thanks to alex i'll see you in work later um, <laughs> about 10 minutes yeah in about 10 thanks minutes for having me. i know i'm going i'm disappearing you will never see me Gosh. for the rest of the day um, and a huge thanks to dave and as roshan said congratulations on the production. I know it wasn't just you, but you were one of the main drivers. Um, and I want to acknowledge yourself and all of the team behind you, all the welfare and quality officers of the past who have, yeah. have put their input into it and the students themselves who have put their input. So thank you. Thank you for leading it. Thanks for leading this week and for arranging the podcast as well. Um, 
look, if you want to get in touch with us, as I said at the very start, all of our socials, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, ITCSU um, is the handle. Or, of course, our website, www.itcsu.ie, where all the previous podcasts um, also Spotify link as well um, and SUTV. And as Alex said, there's uh, plenty of stuff up there as well um, related to um, resources and stuff like that. Um, so do check that website out. Huge thank you to our sponsors, Apache Pizza, Swans Electrical, Carlo Cabs, Tullys of Carlo, and of course our network sponsors, the Talbot Hotel in Carlo. Until next time, stay safe, stay active, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Mel.